God. What the heck? I know. <laughs> I know. Find a quiet moment. Put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie oh, Comer. How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to Backstage. And there's just two of us right now. Where are you, Stevie Wong? I'm in New York. And I'm here in uh, the beautifully Christmasly decorated Sky Studios over in West London. And I'm supposed to be with one Katie Spencer, but she's not here. Where is she? <laughs> she's stuck in an edit suite somewhere. So we're just going to crack on without her and see how it goes. Hopefully she might join us at some point. <laughs> we don't need her, though, do we, Stevie? Um, yeah, no, we don't need her at all. <laughs> but we do. We miss her already. But yes, we we want to hear, but we can't have her. So let's 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 crack on. <laughs> we'll do our best. Katie fans, hang on in there. Hopefully she'll arrive at some point. Coming up, we find out if Nadine Coyle is being backed by her former bandmates to be named Queen of the Jungle. She's quite a cool customer. I think she's got a really good chance. We'll be discussing the Grammy nominations. So I'm excited to announce the nominees for Best New Ooh, Artist. Wow. And the name's Wong, Stevie Wong. He's been getting all the Bond goss from Naomi Harris. Phoebe Waller-Bridge really did a dialogue pass as such. So she kind of added some finesse to it, I guess. First then, let's talk about I'm a Celebrity. How much do people in the US care about I'm a Celebrity in the UK? Um, the answer would probably be zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, well, I, I know that... See, the thing about that is the, the show exists, and I think if you follow that reality world, you know, I do know that, that Caitlyn Jenner's on this, um, but that's about it. Like, this season has done nothing in terms of crossing over to, to our end of the pond and uh, and with, with Buzz or anything like that. But I know you guys are totally into the show. Yeah, I mean, we love it over here in the UK. Even though the series opener... At the time, it lost kind of on the overnight ratings. It did lose a million viewers on last year. But actually, since then, it's been topped up with people watching on demand and things. And it's now become one of the best watched shows for ITV this year. So there is still a huge appetite for I'm a Celebrity. Um, it's filmed in New South Wales uh, in the National Park there. So they really are in the jungle, although I think they're not kind of in the middle of the jungle. I think they're quite close to the edge of the jungle. And, uh, <laughs> and as always, they're being subjected to very little food and tough trials with creepy crawlies and all this. But yeah, the big excitement this year was all about Caitlyn Jenner. When the lineup came out and was officially announced, everybody I spoke to, whether they were fellow celebs or my mates or people here at work, everyone was just saying, can't wait to see Caitlyn Jenner. Can't wait to see Caitlyn Jenner. So it sounds like it paid off at ITV because apparently they paid her half a million pounds. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is All a right. huge amount of money, isn't it? For Does Caitlyn need half a million pounds? I, I think Caitlyn feels that she's probably not uh, the centre of anybody's attention these days, and so this is a good way for her to kind of come back into like some kind of conversation, but um, yeah, these, th it's 
good for her that she's making a lot of. How many weeks is this show, by the way? Like, like how much time do they have to spend in this in this jungle? Well, this is the thing. It's kind of it could be four weeks, I think, a month, but it it can be less if you get voted out quickly. So last year they had Noel Edmonds, who was a big TV personality here, and I think they probably spent a fair buck on him, and he then got voted out, or you know wasn't voted to stay in very quickly. So you, you if you're a clever celeb, you can pick up a huge paycheck and then disappear again before having to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, eat too many spiders or whatever else. Uh, some of the other celebs in there this year are Ian Wright, who's a football legend over here. Apparently, he got paid four hundred grand. And wow. I know Stevie, you will have heard of Nadine Coyle. Girls aloud. <laughs> Wait, I just have to ask because I feel like every single girl band that breaks up, there's always like this whole rumor that there's like the girls versus that one member that either was the problem person or whatever. And 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 from my understanding of Girls Aloud, Nadine could be that person. And so I'm just curious if the rest of the girls were supportive of her yeah, kind of entering this this competition. Well, it's actually been quite interesting because over the weekend, the Sun reported that the other girl or certainly Cheryl and Kimberly, I'm not sure about Nicole, but they said that they had a WhatsApp group and were basically using the WhatsApp group to be mean about Nadine and also to vote for her to do all the horrible trials. And they then actually took quite an unusual step of issuing a statement directly to a rival newspaper saying absolute rubbish, that they wish her well, uh, that they, you know, they've seen her in the jungle and think she's doing great. Um, that they don't have time to sit on WhatsApp all day anyway and just absolutely (laughs) rubbished the whole thing. And I then actually spoke to Kimberly because uh, about something else that she was doing, but I couldn't resist asking uh, if she'd been watching and how she thought Nadine was getting on. She's doing brilliantly. I'm like so impressed. I thought that she would find like the eating trials and things like that. And even like, you know, jumping out of a plane I knew would be really tough for her, but she did it, you know, she got on with it. And I was, I did feel quite emotional watching her do that because I could see how hard it was for her. Um, But yeah, she's doing brilliantly. Do you think she could go on to win it? I mean, yeah, there's every chance she could. Like, I feel like it's hard to say at the moment because there's quite a lot of people that are quite popular and also like everybody's getting on, like nobody's really like, suffering that much yet so it'll be interesting to see what happens when that's the case but she's quite a cool customer i think she's got a really good chance so there you go so that's kimberly i'm not sure did you get a slightly kind of mixed vibe from her there you know when she called her a cool customer was that a bit of a veiled reference to something maybe it feels like that whole like they're media trained to not come out as bitches and so you know this is one of those things where you know like we're friendly and and who knows what happens behind closed doors because that's a whole different world that we have no access to. So, you know, like, listen, she says she supports her. So let's let's uh, let's support Nadine. <laughs> I mean, I definitely am supporting Nadine. She's one of my faves in there. I think she's doing great. And I'm hoping that she'll uh, I, she needs to do some more horrible stuff. Basically, we haven't seen her doing like a really nasty trial yet. Um, but speaking of the trials, the show's actually it's been under fire for a little while by some like environmentalists who are saying, you know, it's it's awful. It's it's unkind on animals and yes the animals are you know bugs but it's still horrible chris packham who's kind of a big um animal show presenter and environmentalist over here he's done a lot of campaigning he's always writing to the show to say you shouldn't be doing this and they have finally decided that they're kind of going to do away with um eating live bugs a few years ago Mm. fern mccann actually she kind of ate this 
live spider and it was just uh, it was quite grim so they're not eating live bugs anymore but they're still you know it's not probably very nice if you're a bug or a snake or whatever being thrown onto a dirty stinky celebrity because apparently they all honk after uh, a few weeks in there um (laughs) but and it does feel maybe a little bit you know if it was any other kind of animal would we be okay with this I don't know. I mean, the whole thing about all this is just, it's just pushing these celebs to do things that they don't want to do. And we're all like kind of either laughing or kind of going with them to be like, oh, they're eating this live snail or whatever. Ooh, <laughs> um, I, I don't get it. But, you know, I don't watch Big Brother either and I don't watch any of those shows. So this is all part of that, that in my eyes, that the same category of, of shows. But listen, it's obviously like clicking. And uh, it, 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 the fact is it's winter and I guess people just want something to do at night to kind of watch the show. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I would I would assume that wouldn't this be a good time for a Love Island to pop up because you want to see people in, in, in swimsuits? Or is this kind of always wintertime is the I'm a celeb kind of period to watch? Once uh, again. Stevie, it's as if you are a producer at ITV. They've announced <laughs> a winter series of Love Island, but that's not coming uh, until sort of January. So, right. uh, so that's going to be in Cape Town rather than uh, Spain, where it normally is. And yes, very excited for that. It's just going to be six weeks, I think, rather than the eight-week summer version. And yeah, I mean, that will warm us up for sure, won't it? I'm still going to watch my Dolly shows instead. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on then, shall we uh, get into Upright? I checked the road and you weren't there, and and then I... Oh, yeah. You're going to have to drive it, so try not to crash it. It's your grand's piano. You have to take it to Perth. So it's been interesting. I mean, I, I didn't realize that Tim Minchin... Uh, is kind of an actor. Uh, and so when I heard that he was the lead in this new series uh, on Sky, um, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take a look. Because I know him because he wrote uh, the music for Matilda, which ended up winning, you know, so many awards yeah, and, and be- right, yeah. it went on Broadway. And also he had a run uh, here in New York for a musical for Groundhog Day. They brought it to Broadway also. Um, and he apparently, like, was in the States for a while, moved there altogether because he was developing a movie with Hugh Jackman. It was also a musical. And then it got, like, canceled, like, at the last minute. It even went to pre-production and everybody was all set to go. That film got canceled. And then also, at the same time, uh, Groundhog Day also was taken off of Broadway. So within, like, a matter of, like, almost weeks, um, all the things that were, like, kind of bringing him to the United States were all gone. Why did the film get canceled? Do you know? Uh, it was it was a transition period between a studio, so I think it was where he was it was for DreamWorks, and then somehow DreamWorks has now got folded into it. It's all it's all like kind of uh, studio okay. stuff, Corporate and so stuff. yeah, and so that film they looked at it, the numbers and were just like it's not worth it. So maybe it'll happen again in the future, but it was a project that he was working on for three years. Oh, that must be so frustrating. It, it, it was probably really frustrating. And so as a kind of reaction, he packed up all his stuff, his family, and went back to Australia and is now uh, working on other projects, including this one, Upright, uh, which he's done, with, I guess, in conjunction with an Australian network. Um, and, and so this show is, is, is all fully set in Australia. And, and I, I watched the first two episodes. What did you think about it? I thought, I mean, it seems... It's hard to say because obviously I don't live in Australia, but it did seem full of some Australian stereotypes and cliches a little bit. <laughs> Lots of, uh, I don't know. 
it didn't grab me, I've got to say. I'll, I'll explain the premises. He's a kind of self-destructive musician and he's... The series opens and he's in his car. He keeps getting these mysterious text messages. He's got his piano on a trailer behind the car and uh, he's not really paying attention because he keeps getting these strange texts. And then the next thing you know, he's crashed into this uh, teenager, injuring her, writing off his car, or, or not sure about writing off, but it goes off the road. And then he agrees to give her a lift to hospital. And that's where all the kind of action kicks off. And you realise they're this kind of weird pair that have been thrown together and the action's going to centre around their kind of strange relationship, I guess. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? The tone is strange, because I think um, you expect... Because it's labelled as a comedy, and, and, and it's definitely more drama than I would say comedy. And, and um, that girl who's played by Millie Alcock, right now she hasn't really kind of sold herself to me. She's just... She's very pre- precocious and She's like obnoxious. everyone's idea of a nightmare teenager. She's really yes. sweary and rude and threatens to tell everyone he's a paedophile if he doesn't do what she says. Right. I mean, and, and uh, you can kind of see it a mile coming that she's she's very broken and this is her, like, defense mechanism and stuff, and they're going to bond eventually. So it's a very... It, like, I know where this is heading, but right now the journey of that they've taken on as the two of them just kind of going on a road trip through you know, the backwoods of Australia. It's, um, it's all right. I mean, it's not something that I feel, um is is amazing but it's it's i, I don't know would you, are you ah, gonna stick with this the noise is coming in can what? you hear this can you hear this wait uh, hi i've been interviewing very newly rich people she's been oh. on the blag for money stevie that's where oh she's been God. she abandons <gasps> us at a moment's notice <laughs> <laughs> to try and scam some excuse money. me do either of you have 105 million pounds i mean if i did uh, i wouldn't go public with it exactly well, my no, millionaires we it, that yeah. I've just interviewed, they're going to make mini millionaires out of all of their friends, they said. Oh, so now nice. I'm their pal. Cha-ching. You won't be seeing me on the podcast for much longer. Well, we've barely seen you on the podcast today. <laughs> this is true, yes. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about upright. upright. Oh, upright. Okay. So, what do we think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to guess from that that you are maybe on the same lines as me and Stevie, who've probably both been politely skirting around saying we didn't really like it. Well, see, the thing is, I have so much affection for Tim Minchin that it did make me wonder whether I would have wanted to stick with it as much if I didn't like Tim Minchin so much and all of his beautiful songs and, and funny comedy stuff. Yeah, it was hard work. We were just saying that she, as a character, and although, you know, we're both sure that like, it's going to change and there's going to be a reason for it, she's very annoying, isn't she? Oh, she's so annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. <laughs> but it's almost not enough happened in that first episode that it made me think, is, like, episode two or three going to be amazing? Did um, anyone I, venture I beyond one? Two. <laughs> did I, you? Yeah, I, I did. And and uh, it, it moves a little bit further in, and we get a little musical number from Tim, so that's kind of... a perk if you're a fan of his music work but um i just realized him in america is he big in america well i was just saying he was kind of having a bit of a a, a buzzy kind of period because his his musical groundhog day came to broadway um and then also he was developing a film for with hugh jackman and so all of that got like scrapped so that's why he uh he came yeah, back to yeah i mean to groundhog Australia. day ended up not doing very well on broadway at all did it no. sold out over here i saw it i quite enjoyed it it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> is it um, as entertaining as a screaming baby on a plane? Because that's how one reviewer described Upright. Oh, 
Oh, dear. Yeah, that is a tough review, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't find it that irritating. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. It was bad. mercifully short. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's bad that's as a, that review, isn't it? That's a tough review, isn't <laughs> it? Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, do you know the most amazing song that he does, White Wine in the Sun? Have you heard that one? No. Oh, no. it is my favourite Christmas <laughs> song in the world. Honestly, I mean, I don't even have children. I would imagine you being the only one that can speak of having little babies. It's about, oh, just Google it, not Google it, YouTube it. It's it's, honestly, it makes me cry every time. It's a beautiful Christmas song. All right, well, we'll check that out then. Probably much better than the comedy. Yeah. Let's move on then. Let's move away and let's get the gossip from Stevie because Stevie has been hanging out with Naomi Harris and finding out all of the gossip about the upcoming Bond film. Effectively, Stevie just lurks around anyone that's related to 007 (laughs) to try and get some gossip. Basically, Stevie, last week you were like, oh, I've just been chatting to Don Johnson about Knives Out and now it's all about Naomi Harris and I'm just wondering, is Daniel Craig going to need to get a restraining order? (laughs) Though I have to say, every time I see Daniel, he lights up a little bit because, you know, he's not always <laughs> the, the nicest. At the sight of you, Stevie. Is this what you're saying? Bit, <clears throat> he looks at his probably, like, security and he's like, that guy's here again. It's him. It's him. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the last, because I did the interviews for Knives Out also, and, and Daniel was there, and then he, like, kind of did this whole, like, oh, hey. And, I, and every time, I really believe this, whenever somebody goes, oh, hey, I'm just like, no, you don't know who I am. But, like, <laughs> I kind of, and I, and I look, at, I reintroduce myself, and I'm like, I'm Stevie. But, it, but I do, I do giggle around that man, because he just, I don't know why, he just <laughs> makes me, um, I love him way too much. But, yeah, so in the case of Naomi Harris, it was an interesting kind of uh, uh, interview, because I was told... Okay, so she was doing interviews for this film Black and Blue, which came out here in the United States uh, a couple weeks ago. And the film itself is interesting. It's about this rookie New Orleans like detective um, who kind of witnesses a, a, a shooting. And then so the whole rest of the movie is like the people who see her, like they're trying to catch her. And so she's left on her own in the kind of, you know, ghetto area of, of, of New Orleans and trying to fend for herself. And so no one wants to help her. So then? It's an action movie, and she's in every single scene. And so that's oh, wow. that was kind of an interesting part of of this 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 film because it turns out of all of her career as an actress, she's never headlined a movie. And so I that asked her can't about be right, can it? It's so really? true. I I challenged that information, and I went to IMDb, and I was just like, no way. I've seen, she's she's the lead. I've seen her in Excuse movies, and she's me, like, Naomi, let me be the judge. <laughs> So I asked her about this whole fact because I was just like, wait a minute, this is not true, right? And so she goes, yeah, I've always, like, not played the lead. Um, I was always afraid. And so, yeah, it was really sweet of her. I was always afraid of um, the weight of it, you Mm. know, because I just thought, if I'm, like, carrying a movie, then it's that whole thing of, like, how well does it do at the box office? And, you know, uh, you're in every scene and you're in every day. And, like, I just didn't want that kind of extra pressure. I love Um, her, though. I think she's such a great, versatile actor. Yeah, when you think brilliant. about kind of her performance in even just Moonlight versus Bond, she's so brilliant. And and it was interesting because you know after Moonlight, she took a a long period of time off, and so it was a really interesting 
conversation because I asked her, so why would you take time off? Because you're now, in theory, the, at the height of your kind of career. You're nominated for an Oscar. You're, you're, you know, you're, everybody wants to like have a part of Naomi Harris because now she's like the it girl. And then she took like almost a year off. And this film actually was the reason why she came back to making movies. So I asked her why she would want to take a year off. You know, I've been acting since I was nine years old. I've never actually done anything else. Um, so that's like nearly, it's come up to three and a half decades wow. basically in the industry. So I just felt like it's time for a break. Um, and I just felt burnt out, to be quite honest with you. But of course she is back, and of course she's coming back for the next Bond, Bond 25. What's it ding, called ding, again? Ding, ding, not not going to die today or something? No, no. just changed my mind about dying. <laughs> no time to die. Oh, that's it, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Still, <clears throat> your, I think your t- title might be more interesting. Um, so yeah, so, you know, she's back as Miss Moneypenny, um, and, and uh, uh, you know, there's been so much kind of talk around this Bond 25 because you know it started and the script apparently was not ready and they were shooting in the Caribbean and like you know they had to stop so it's so just when been you a saw her of, um, had she wrapped though had she finished all of her scenes she had finished all her scenes um which kind of gives us an indication because you know the film actually just wrapped uh, like two weeks ago or something so she may have yeah maybe her role mm. is not as big as maybe we would like it to be um okay. But uh, I had some questions, you know, because I said, you know, what can you tell me about Bond? Because everybody wants to know. And the first thing I wanted to ask Where does Daniel Craig go out when he's in (laughs) New York? Scarily enough, he lives really close to me. So I... (laughs) Just happens to... Just coincidentally, (laughs) I moved into an apartment really close to where Daniel Craig lives. Right next door to him. And I I keep on bumping into him. And I'm like, oh, hey. Um, (laughs) That would scare me. Um, But no, she... I said, said, you know, I'd heard so much about this Phoebe Waller-Bridge fact that she had been drafted in to like write the script and so i asked her about like how much that changed with having phoebe there that's got a little bit distorted yeah um because it's not written by phoebe in a way because it's written by wade and purvis who have done all the bond yes, movies and also then it's carrie fukunaga who's also you know co-written as well but um phoebe Wallerbridge really did a dialogue pass as such so she kind of added some finesse to it i guess but i don't know whether she's she's would say that she's a co-writer i'm not sure about that so i don't know but it definitely helps having a woman's input and definitely helps having a you know a female producer like barbara broccoli involved yeah. and um but yeah i'm excited to see what the final products like you never know when you do these things that's true until all the ingredients come together she's kind of just zhuzhed up the script hasn't she Phoebe Waller-Bridge that's what it sounds like but I still think she will have a zhuzh from Phoebe will have kind of pushed it miles forward you can't get (laughs) Uh, a better zhuzhing in the business uh, when we start seeing Daniel looking at the camera and talking yeah. to us, we'll know the oh. three bag influences. Oh, get on your knees. Please moment, say the hot priest is going to be there. <laughs> and of course, Daniel has said uh, in the last day that he's definitely, a couple of days, sorry, that he's definitely not coming back. So this no time to die really is Daniel but, Craig's time to die as Bond. Even if it's in a directing role, though, because wasn't that the rumour that was going around that he might leave, but he could come back and direct because the broccolis love them, love him so much. Do you think he would though? Because I get the impression that half of his problem with it is just being part of the Bond machine which you still very much are if you're directing it. Perhaps he'll have a break and come back in a few years. I, I think he should go off and do a load more Knives Out and then come back. I wonder, compared to my £105 million millionaires, how close to that his uh, <laughs> paycheck would be. It must be a 
quite substantial chunk, mustn't it? Yeah, serious money. He, he's he's definitely not complaining. Uh, but isn't this current Bond, there's going to be a lot more female characters, and wasn't it kind of revealed that the next 007 is going to be a woman? Was Is that the, is that the thing? Or even is in the film, maybe. I think it's like yeah. maybe he's retired and a woman has taken on yes. the number 007. Was it, wasn't it? I think that's it. It's looking like it's going to be a lot more girl-centric, but not Bond girl-centric. So I'm excited for it. Daniel Craig genuinely is my favourite Bond, and I love a James Bond movie, so I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, it's April. I have to put it in a certain area away from... I mean, before that, we've got cats and all sorts of weirdness to try and get through, haven't we? (laughs) Can't even think about what Bond will be like. There's a few other movies coming up, admittedly. Also, a few uh, other award ceremonies. Shall we talk about the Grammys? Album of the Year. I, I, Bonnie Vare, Norman Effin Rockwell by Lana Del Rey, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish, Thank You Next, Ariana Grande, I Used to Know Her, Her, mm-hmm. Seven, Lil Nas X, Cause mm-hmm. I Love You, Lizzo, mm-hmm. Father of the Bride, Vampire Weekend. Oh, so much music news this week, isn't there? Yeah. So we've had, we've had the AMAs, haven't we, at the point of recording as well. Taylor dominated there, of course. And, uh, and we've had the Grammy nominations, which, guys, why are there so many categories at the Grammys? It's too many. Oh, Stevie, have you ever covered a Grammys? During my time in LA, that is the ceremony <laughs> that does not end. How many hours were you there for, like, when you had to do the Grammys? Well, no, no, actually, saying that, the red carpet starts at, like, one in the Uh. afternoon, and the ceremony doesn't start till six, I think, because it's on New York time, isn't it? It's far too many. There's too many. It it, it feels like it's easy to get a Grammy because there's so many categories. It's like, if you're an artist and you don't have a Grammy, or at least a nomination, then you need to take a look at yourself. Well, that's been the critical, uh, the criticism in years past, though, hasn't it? That basically because it's this big sort of organisation that's the equivalent of the Academy for the Oscars, that actually it's just people voting for their mates. And actually, a lot of people have said, well, this isn't very reflective of what music is like now because it was never any of the sort of big rap stars or any of the good sort of pop music people. Do you agree, Stevie? Am I summing this up right? No, I think it's pretty much right. I mean, you know, in the past, it feels like whenever the uh, you know the, the nominations for best song or best album, you're looking at it, you're like, I've never heard yeah. that song before. And, you, you know, to, to, to that same reason, it's like, even if you look at this year's, there are a couple of songs that like really has never come across, you know, my radar. But the way is music right now is so dissipated. Like we aren't listening. The three of us are probably not even listening to the exact same albums anymore anymore because yeah. we just have so much access to different music elsewhere you know and so almost um, certainly not unless you guys are listening to old oasis albums but the criticism no. is always that the, the grammys are too old they're too male they're too white and they're not really reflecting what we listen to this year though 62nd grammy award nominations seem to be quite interesting feels, quite young yeah, I'm, definitely yeah, young, young. And definitely female. Uh, so Lizzo has come out with eight nominations, including, you know, Best Record, Best Album and Song of the Year. And, and those are the ones that, that people look at, though. So there's yeah. the big top four that are the basically at the end of the night are the only ones that people care about. After so you've the got, other seven million yeah, awards. So you've got to be, to make any waves, really be nominated for Record, Album, Song of the Year and Best New Artist. And Lizzo has all four of those. Has, has eight nominations. 
There's been some controversy around her, though, because that album came out, in theory, two years ago. And the reason why it got nominated this year is because they re-released it as a deluxe edition with, Ooh, like, some new tracks on it. That is a bit cheeky. So, so the flute solos have paid off for Lizzo, then, basically, exactly. is what we've learned. <laughs> yeah, that's my flute, by the way. That? A flute? <laughs> basically, if you want a Grammy, get a flute. Uh, also get doing well, uh, Billie Eilish. Um, Six nominations. And again, the main top four she's up for as well, isn't she? I love Billie yeah. Eilish. I hope she does really well. And oh, the video that Stevie sent round last night. Did you watch it, Claire? Uh, I the watched Vanity a bit Fair of it. Well, I'd, I'd already seen a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. My name is Billie Eilish. Uh, I think it's October 18th, 2017. It's October 18th, 2018. October 18th, 2019. I'm 15. I'm 16. I'm 17. It's a Vanity Fair produced video and it's basically the same day, the same questions and it's just how she's aged over the last few years. And it, it's very interesting because, you know, a year makes a total difference because last year, obviously, her album came out or this album came out around this time and uh, it, she's blown up. She's a massive superstar at this point and um, she's matured so much. So when, she, when you watch that video, she's, she's, her answers are very kind of Less petulant. Calm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fame has really kind of, she's had to really navigate. You can see how she's, she's really thinking about her answers and how, like, fame has really affected her. So it's uh, it's an interesting kind of watch to but, see, like, you know, three years running. I love how she's still the 17-year-old at heart. Because did you read that thing about for the Grammy nominations, she couldn't even be bothered to get up? She was like, I'm not getting up at five in the morning. Mum, <laughs> mum, you do it. <laughs> Let me know if I got nominated. And, of course, uh, matching her nominations uh, also with six is Lil Nas X, who I think, despite the fact that really, I mean, like Old Town Road is, is you know, uber hit, and uh, it will remain to be seen kind of what happens after that, really. Um, it was such a hugely impactful record in mm. terms of, you know, coming out of nowhere and then genre blending and then finally getting people other than old white men accepted as country stars. It's been an incredible year for him. And and the fact is, you know, here is this guy who has the most successful song in the U.S. pop charts ever right now. Um, and he's a black, young, gay man, you know. And to me, that's very interesting to kind of be that person to break all that mold, <laughs> you know, for, 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 for records. And so I, I admire him a lot. I don't know, agree with you in the sense like, you know, is this a career that he has? But, you know, for now, this year was all about him. So I expect him to pick up at least maybe song of the year. But, but you know, also that's... he's having so much fun with it do you remember yeah. when uh, Richie Grant was having the Oscar campaign and was just having the best time of his life Lil Nas X is like that the Richie so... Grant of pop yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just so openly like woo this is amazing I'm having so much fun like, isn't enjoying it, his five it's minutes. weird as well the fact that the, they are the main artists Billie Eilish Lizzo Lil Nas X they're getting the main awards this year and we, we wouldn't have really heard of them that much this time last year they've just yeah, have exploded within a year yeah it's just the way it goes now though isn't it you don't need to have a long run-up anymore you just need a song on tiktok <laughs> i'm working pretty, pretty on it much. katie i'm working on yeah. it yeah <laughs> uh, and of course over from the uk lewis capaldi i'm really pleased to see him he's just done so brilliantly and he's so he's just so great he's a oh, great I can't handle celebrity. the song anymore i can't handle it are you done with it i'm done with it you're done with it well don't worry because he's got a new one out so you can get into that one instead i know but he's gonna end up performing this on the Grammys though isn't it we'll have to mm, well, candles <laughs> lighters in the air <laughs> you can mute that bit <laughs> okay good <laughs> also Yola I hadn't is it Yola Yola I hadn't heard Yola. of her who apparently is so she's from the UK but she's become famous in America rather than 
being known over here, I think. She's kind of, you know, again, I'd never heard of her before. Her name popped up in Best New Artist category, and I think she's got another nomination in a in a different uh, division. And so I was like, who is this girl? And I listened to that song. It's very oh my chill, gosh. isn't it? It's really good, but it's like super retro, dusty Springfield-esque. At least that single that everybody's like talking about. And mm. and and I was like, oh, I, I quite enjoyed this Yola lady. And so, um, yeah, she's on. She's now on my radar. So I appreciate, in this case, the Grammys for introducing me to her. So that's that's kind of a nice thing about the Grammys still. But how has Beyonce as well managed to get a nom- nominations this year when she hasn't really put anything out? Because Beyonce, that, because they want Beyonce. Is Beyonce, and she can yeah. do anything she wants and still get that's Grammys. That's true. Uh, I tell you um, who, who isn't going to get a lot of Grammys, Taylor Swift. Just one yes, nomination in the major categories. Snob. I mean, she did pick up like all the AMAs, so she is not without awards. Here's a bit of a thing. You know, the album came out a week before the nominations, you know, all the ballots were due. So in terms of the calendar, like people weren't really that into the album because they didn't have time to let it sink in. So I have a feeling that next year she's going to pull a Lizzo and then like re-record like, you know, maybe or add two or three songs and release a deluxe edition and then oh. you'll we'll see her. Cheating. That's just me. I like the Cheating. idea that we'll be talking about <laughs> Taylor pulling a Lizzo. That's great. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Sheeran only got one nomination and it felt like he was everywhere this year and so uh, oh well Um, and then then same thing with Sam Smith Uh, he had that massive yeah Yeah. which is surprising but yeah poor Halsey you know she had one of the biggest hits of her career and uh, uh, you know with Without Me and and, and that didn't get any kind of nod whatsoever I was surprised about that because going back to what you were sort of saying earlier about it being people voting for their mates i thought halsey was loved within the industry yeah uh, so i was really surprised that she i thought we'd be seeing her name all over everything yeah so it's it's quite interesting and you know the the girl works so hard it feels like every time i turn on a special she's performing you know it's like country music awards she's there you know and it's like all right girl uh so uh, you know unfortunately her campaigning uh this past year did not really do much in terms of the grammy nominations but you know she's still she's still a hit maker and you know at the end of the day Yes, it's nice to get an award, but, you know, I guess we release a deluxe album next year then for everybody. Like, that's, <laughs> the, that's the way for everybody And did you hear through. how happy the Jonas Brothers were? Aww. I think we can play a little bit of their um, Twitter video that they put out, can't we? Yeah, we'll put that in here. We did? What? Yeah! yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yes, so they made the nominations as well, Aww. didn't they? I love the Jonas Brothers. They're so cute. I just think <laughs> so it's, a, it's a nice, sweet, heartwarming tale of redemption, really, isn't it? The fact that they had such a sort of acrimonious split back in the day, didn't they? And they all couldn't stand the sight of each other. And now it's like, oh, family. I think as well, they genuinely didn't expect the reaction to their return that they got. I think they thought, oh, you know, we had a big fan base. You know, they'll want us back. But it was absolutely massive when they returned and they've put out some great tunes good song is brilliant yeah it's amazing good song uh, there's been talk about Glastonbury already. I guess it's it's a it's a it's thing. You know they haven't decided who the who the headliners are, but I heard there's there's some talk about our gal Taylor. Uh, perhaps they have. Be... They always have the headliners booked up ages in advance. So Paul McCartney's definitely playing there, which I think we yeah. all kind of knew anyway. And now Emily Evis has said they've got the other two booked, and it's one male, one female. And what's interesting, I think the most interesting thing about this is there's no band headlining Glastonbury, and I think traditionally 
you you would have thought of Glastonbury as a rock festival and you know with big bands playing and we've seen people like Kasabian and the Killers and you know huge bands uh, headlining in the past few years um but there isn't so i'm going to say 100% it's going to be taylor swift the female headliner the male people are saying it's going to be kendrick lamar and i don't think that's correct i think that's wrong was it the brits where kendrick lamar performed and everyone was a bit bamboozled by what it was do you remember where he was on top of a car and people were just a bit sort of oh, bemused yeah. by it didn't seem to quite i feel like kendrick lamar's a much bigger Celeb in the States than he is over Yeah, here. that's what I mean. I feel like the fact that he didn't really go down that well at the Brits, I wonder whether or not that would mean that they'd have a little bit of a wobble to put him on as a main slot What you've got to remember as well is it's the 50th anniversary. This is a big celebratory Glastonbury and you've got someone going up against Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift. These are huge, huge stars and I'm just not sure that Kendrick Lamar's in that bracket. I think you're right. But, but also isn't, isn't the rule, like, so the girl said that you know, the, the, the male performer uh, that was going to be on Glastow had never performed there and so that limits so many people because their lineups have always been very very plentiful so it, I'm curious to see who this, who this person is now then. Yeah, it rules out some of the people that you might kind of think would do it Kanye of course has done it before Ed Sheeran's done it before so yeah, I basically am not sure I think it's up for, uh, for discussion still, I'd be keen to hear any other thoughts and rumours on it They need to drag a big band out somewhere, don't they? They yeah, need your Oasis type oh, level, well. but that'll never well. happen. <laughs> never going to happen. Don't, don't, don't enable her. She's going to go don't crazy. Don't upset Claire, everyone. Just stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, fine. But, you know, they said it's definitely a, um, a male performer, so not, not a band. Elton? Mm. But then Elton versus Macca. You couldn't have two hardcore A-listers. Yeah, you could. It's 50th anniversary. You can do anything you want to. True. I'm just going to be crying I'm still not going, by home. the way. You cannot make me go. I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get a ticket. Claire, you're going to probably be there, aren't you? Oh, I tried to get a ticket and I didn't get a ticket and I'm very annoyed about it and now I'm debating whether going to work is worse Better than, not than not going. going. <laughs> <laughs> all the rumour mills are saying Kendrick Lamar. I've just been having a very quick Google and all the papers are saying we think it's Kendrick Lamar so I will probably uh, have to eat my words very soon. I'm not sure. Not convinced. It's going to be Stevie Wong headlining on the Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just telling stories 18. about about Daniel Craig and I, you know, just, really just like an, <laughs> an hour word. set. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Why not? I'd go to that. <laughs> Are you doing Thanksgiving, Stevie, at the moment this uh, week? Yeah, uh, full. I mean, this America, or maybe just the people that I'm dealing with. Everybody's just shut down. It's just, it's it's so quiet this week. Um, and the good news is because of that, I'm getting a. I'm going to watch a bunch of movie screenings uh, for the Oscars, and so I'm watching Ew. Little Women. I'm going to watch 1970. <gasps> I'm also going to watch Richard Jewell, which is the new Clint Eastwood movie. It is interesting that, that you know, this week, because it's so quiet, they're just having all of these award screenings because they, they have to get all the Guild members to, like, kind of watch them before they, they nominate these films. And so uh, I've snuck in, I'm, I'm sneaking to a bunch of these. So it's, it'll be a lot of fun to watch movies this week. And Katie, how did your surprise party go? Oh, uh, I, it went well. The, my <laughs> friend got very... I was trying to work out where to start. <laughs> yeah, my friend got very shocked and uh, I realised I hadn't actually worked out what I was going to do when we arrived there and how what the protocol is for 
you've got a surprise party whether you're meant to like break break it to someone so I didn't I just pushed her through the door and then she tried to retract backwards out of the door like she went deep into shock of like <laughs> what's going on um, yes it was fun anyway but I got very drunk on uh, watermelon jelly oh delicious delicious and you, Claire, what's going on in the next couple of days? Well, Grantchester is returning. Very big TV show. Uh, mm. So I've got some interviews for that. And I'm speaking to Kevin Smith off of, you know, yeah. Rats and Jay and Silent Bob and all of that. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope all of you will watch the upcoming Mrs. Maisel series. Yeah, definite. We'll discuss that in full next week. Go away, do our homework and come back, shall we? Sounds like a plan. OK. And, you know, we missed you in the first part of the show, but, you know, we're so happy that you were part of it. <laughs> the rest of it but, so. you know, Welcome you're back. so over it now, so <laughs> it's all right. It's great to have you back. Thank I will, you. I will be here on time next week. <laughs> if you've not run off with your millionaires. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget, though, if anyone wants to email us, you can email us at backstage at sky.uk. Stevie Wong is always posting interesting things on Instagram. Yes, I am. <laughs> at at Wongy1 and Twitter at Wongy1 too. And I'm on Instagram at Claire Sky Showbiz or on Twitter at Scoop Dog Sky. I'm Spenny Pitts on Instagram and at Sky Katie Spencer and Avengers Assemble. Now, what's the opposite of Avengers Assemble? Avengers <laughs> <Just> Disassemble. disassemble. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go. Bye. 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 